Puckett and the Gas Man on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Entertaining sports talk. Uh, let's give the uh, the gift card. We didn't do it. Uh, Victor, can we give it to Victor? from? Uh, so he gets the uh, Other Coast Cafe gift card uh, for participating in lunch with listeners. We're talking about gambling in our last segment. Joining us right now on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline, he is out in our sports pit. A picture of him, the Land of Boz uh, picture is in our sports pit. He joins us on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline. Uh, number 55 in your program, number one in your heart, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Brian Bosworth. And, Brian, I, I'm going to say the same thing. We, we told Claire Farnsworth uh, earlier today who joined us, also Eugene Robinson, that we love having you on. We wish it was different circumstances. Um, but you of, uh, you of all the people that I saw on, on Twitter and social media, you, you had such a great uh, tribute and you know, some words uh, for uh, Chuck Knotts, you, you said him, you had a picture of you and him embracing, and and right. how much he meant to you. Tell our listeners just what the man meant to you. Well, I mean, he was when you when you buy on to a to a program and a philosophy, um, and and that's what I did when I met with Chuck, and he came down and, and visited with me before. I signed on to be a Seahawk. I knew exactly what kind of cloth he was cut from, and and just I, I just so much respect for him. And I knew how much work was going to have to go in in order to earn this man's respect. And it wasn't a gift that was just going to be handed just because you know you I happened to be the number one pick that year, or you know awards or whatever. It was going to be a continual constant preparation of effort and 100% commitment into, um, you know, what Chuck was all about. And that was just prepare yourself to play hard every single Sunday and we'll have a chance to win. And, you know, I just, I just loved everything about him. He, he was the first coach that just kind of pulled me to the side, especially that first week, you know, we played against Denver and I made those ill-advised comments against, you know, John Elway and the guys. And, you know, it just was a, wrong time and you know he he could have handled it in so many other ways but he used it as a learning situation for me and just said hey that's not the way we do things here and and you know of course we we didn't play well that opening game i think we got beat 40 to something but we we then i used those tools and and what he said and the encouragement that he gave me about you know i don't want to hear what you say i just want to see what you do type of mentality and it, we followed up the very next year same you know same place in, at denver had the opening weekend there and we went in and much different um you know outcome we won 21 to 14 and just the journey to go through it with him and an interrupted relationship that i had with him because i mean that first year we you know, played two games and then boom we're on strike and you know you, to, to develop a, a relationship with a head coach you want to be around him as much as possible and um, he was just one of those guys that reminded me a lot of my grandfather that I just never, ever wanted to disappoint him. I had a lot of respect for him. Compare and contrast him a little bit with your college coach, because Barry Switzer obviously uh, loved the flamboyance that you brought in the talent. He loved the talent you had more than anything at Oklahoma. Two different guys there, Switzer and Knox, but both remarkably successful in their chosen field. Did they have any similarities? Absolutely. Work ethic was was first and foremost. Um, 
Barry, you know, was, you know, he, he liked to strut and walk and talk and back it up. And he, he loved that limelight. Chuck was a man of very few words, but the words that he said meant something. And if they, if they were pointed at you, you better listen because they're meaningful words. And, and I, I loved, you know, sitting in the meetings and, and listening to Chuck come in and he'd throw out his colloquialisms. And it was just, they were so poignant. You know, there were very few words, but they were so important and matter of fact to what was going on at that moment with our team to either get us up, keep us up, pull us, you know, forward, you know, stop the avalanche from happening, whatever the circumstance, he had a way of making it calm and give us, giving us a sense of direction because he was our general. What is that when when you came into the league, uh, Brian? Again, Brian Bosworth uh, is our guest, a former linebacker for the Seahawks, joining us here on the Beacon Plumbing Hotline, looking back on the life of of Chuck Knox. Because I've heard so many people say this, and again, as a young kid when I was watching the team play, I, I never, you know, I never got to see the inside of of Chuck Knox and what he was like. But listening to you and former teammates Paul Moyer, Dave Wyman, describe him as as such a a players' coach that behind the scenes he was so he embraced you guys so much as players. When, but when I when I watched him and then I saw you, I'm like, how does someone as flamboyant <laughs> as you? De- how did Chuck Knox deal with that? Because Chuck Knox was man of very few words, the steel jaw, he's from Pennsylvania, blue collar, and then you come rolling into town. How did how did you guys mesh right away? Did it take a while? But that relationship with you two, obviously, it was very special. It was only a few years, uh, but he had a huge impact. But that that would be. Awesome to see the first encounter between you two. Man, he he saw past the haircut and the collars and the purple coat and all the loud mouth stuff. He saw past all that. Our first meeting when he came down with with Mike McCormick, uh, he pulled me aside and my agent went over and and was smooth talking Mike and doing whatever he was doing. But Chuck pulled me to the side and and uh, he he was very reverent with me. He he sat me down. Um, he was very serious about the meeting. Uh, he he wasn't about the hype. Um, he, he took me back through his coaching career and all of the great players that he coached in Buffalo and the great players he coached at, um, at the Rams and the great players that he had assembled there in Seattle. And he was truly excited about building, uh, a tougher, stronger, uh, just just a grittier team because that's who he was. He built his team around his personality. And I just love that about that. He sat down and he just talked heart to heart with me. He got past all of the fluff and he knew that if, if there was fluff, he would have walked away from that meeting and said, Mike, let him go. He's not going to help us. But he wanted me there. And at the end of that meeting, I wanted to be part of that team. And I wanted to be part of his family. And when when that time came and we got the doctor's confirmations that, hey, man, the shoulders are done. We can't fix them. Like, there's no surgery. There's just, I'm sorry, it's over. Uh, I remember sitting in his office. And we both shed tears um, because it meant something devastating to me, but it was devastating to him, too, because we missed out on an opportunity to have a great coach-player relationship for years to come, and, you know, we were banking on a lot of success. We just won, you know, the AFC Championship that year, and, and you know, just I just loved the emotion that he he could give as a raw human being behind the doors, but have that stoic, oak tree-type you know, stance, standing on that sideline. If he just shifted his weight just a little bit, 
then you knew you better you better make the next play count. And that was just the kind of man he was. He just was just a heavyweight when it came to NFL greats. He clearly impacted your life, despite the fact you weren't together that much. It's funny, Brian. When I was coming in today, and we were, hey, we're going to have Boz on. I'm like, you know, really was was he there long enough? And it's clear, you your your voice. It's sincere. That that are are you surprised that 30 years later he still kind of has this impact on you? I mean, he he really really did a lot with just a little time with you in terms of affecting your life. When you buy into a relationship with a coach, I mean, it's no different than my relationship I had with my father, no different than the relationship when I had with, with Coach Switzer, no j- different than the relationship I have with my Savior. It's it's the same. You, you give everything, all trust, to the man that, that, that signs on, you know, to be your coach. And he was my coach. And so whatever he said, I did. And and I think that's it speaks to the high character of uh, quality of the human being that he was because you look at the players that he had and the impact that he had on him. We didn't have a bunch of knuckleheads running around doing things, getting arrested, you know, just, you know, that wasn't that wasn't the mentality. That was the atmosphere of a Chuck Knox football team. Chuck Knox was about the NFL and it was the, the, you know, the Don Shula's, the John Madden's, the, you know, the Levy's, the Chuck Knowles, just that old old style we're going to come to work you're going to be a professional you're going to put a hard hat on you're going to bring a lunch pail and we're going to go to work and we're going to get prepared to to play this next game and i don't know if we're going to win it but by god we're going to give all we can to win this game because we know how hard it is to win in the nfl and uh, we cherished every moment that we won uh and we picked each other up and he was the first one to be in that locker room picking us all up when we lost and said hey let's get back to work meet you on Monday and we're going to get this thing this train back on the tracks and we're going to start start toward another W and um, I just loved his enthusiasm and, and just his just his grit he made the NFL something's very special for me in that very short period of time it made me really um, just appreciate that small window of blessing that I got I wish I could have had more but I couldn't have picked a better coach to have it under Brian, what was that? What was the memory that first came to mind, or a story when when you heard the news yesterday about his passing? Uh, it was just sadness. Just my heart, um, you know, just deflated a little bit. You know, just there's just so few men in your life that can you can look back on that have a solid impact. That you know, today, you know, if Chuck saw me, would he be proud of the man? that I turned out to be because I'm not the man that he had that I was before he he got me. He turned and molded me into something better than I was. And, you know, to have that kind of interaction with another human being and then to see that that interaction wasn't just a unique special moment with me, it was a unique special moment with every player he had. That's just who Chuck was. He spread the Chuck knocks around everybody, and everybody that got a chance to interact with him uh, is better off for it. Well, I guarantee you be proud of you uh, today, Brian. No, no doubt about it. It was great catching up with you, like we said in the beginning. Hopefully it was under uh, different circumstances, but he obviously had a huge, huge impact on your life and the rest of your teammates. Uh, so our heart goes out to, to you guys uh, mourning uh, the loss of your head coach. It was great to catch up with you. Let's do it again soon. Absolutely. Well, celebrating his, um, his, right now he's up there in heaven and he's, 
He is ground chucking God's heaven <laughs> heaven's turf right now. I know he is. It's, he's he's you now that's just what what's what he's doing. So I'm looking forward to getting up and, and playing for him again. All right, thanks, Brian. Appreciate it. All right, guys. All right, bud. There thanks, he Brian. is, uh, Brian Bosworth, uh, who can only play three years uh, under Chuck Knox. But boy, what an impact the guy had on his life. I mean, cause amazing. I said to you, I was like, God, yeah. what's Boz gonna? This was that was fantastic. Uh, he he was great. Um, all right, we'll take a break. We'll come back, uh, Ian. Uh, we'll we'll find out what's happening on his show. Come at one o'clock. I know he's gonna have some some great stories because one uh he worked at como when with the 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 bit we've been playing all day long uh he was uh, he was a part of that that chuck knock show when ian was right out of college working there for como news we'll find out what's happening on his show and get you set for the mayor of maple valley coming up at one o'clock